Hi guys, I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery, and I'm located in Van. And I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, located in Highland Heights, Kentucky. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Did it. Got it. Got it. Hello. Hi. Hi. I. Has it been a while? It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had the one on one. Yeah. Yeah, last week, last time we saw yeah. each other, we talked with this Ashley. But, yeah, you and I yeah. haven't chatted in a bit. Lindy, you're next. Which has been kind of, it, it's been kind of nice having a yeah. little break and. It's you flowed know. quite nicely. I feel like we've kind of needed this because um, I was telling somebody recently, I was like, we're coming on four years. Like, and you remember yeah. when um, Paul Blaze interviewed us and he's like, how the fuck? Do you guys keep coming up with content? And we're like, I don't fucking know. I feel like we're at the point where if we don't start interviewing a lot more people, we're fucked. Like. <laughs> but I feel like there's no shortage of people that we want to talk to. It's just reaching out and making. Even even if it's just not reci- the recycling is not the right word, but getting people back yeah. that we've talked to before and like catching up and also like digging a little deeper because things change so quickly with even if pe- I mean people just listen to, to us like you have changed significantly in like oh, yeah. what you've been doing just in the time we've been together so like everybody else it's is doing so the interesting thing, to so, hear like it's funny know. um the people that have been like listening since the beginning p.s. if you haven't caught on our four-year anniversary is august 22nd which is fucking wild. Yes. Um, <laughs> wild. <laughs> like, I can't believe... We're the best fucking team there is. Um, the fact that we are still friends <laughs> is just insane to me. Uh, uh, but... <laughs> like... Uh, I feel like the people that have start- that started with us... And from the beginning and have like gone through this journey with us like in time as opposed to the people that listen to it all at once and they're like holy shit (laughs) it would be like a frog boiling in water you know like throwing it in hot water or like letting it get get warm yeah it's it's not something that most people are just gonna grab onto immediately i think there was somebody that messaged us or commented on something that said they just found the podcast and started listening to episode one and i'm like a lot of people start from the beginning which i'm a fan of i do that with other podcasts too i like to start at the beginning um it's a lot easier to start at the beginning of a podcast when the podcasters have other podcasts and they're not like learning as they go but that's exactly what we did when the podcasters like, have like other they come podcasts. together and they're like, "This is what our third podcast, but not together." Like Terry does two podcasts and I do one oh. podcast, so they're already like in the podcast gotcha. world. Yeah, you know, right? And they can hear us from ground yeah. zero, like right. Out of the gate. I feel like we yeah. say um a lot less 
now. I would hope so. I would hope so. Maybe not. Maybe we don't. <laughs> I say like a lot. I regardless. yawn an equal amount. Uh, Do you? I don't remember your yawn frequency. My yawn frequency day, was but... really high back in the day. I have learned to hide it a lot easier now. Um, see, there. <laughs> or you'll just laugh when. Or you'll tell everybody yeah. <laughs> in case they didn't know. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Fucking podcasts. It's so funny when I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah, so I have a podcast, and everybody's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> everybody our age has a podcast, so, you know. it's Yeah, it's very common, and it feels kind of weird to volunteer yes. that information. Because I feel like it's, it's something that, I don't know. If it's a peer of mine, they'll be like, how long have you been making? And it'll be like 2007, and I've been selling since 2016. But I'm not, I don't really volunteer the, oh, by the way, I've been hosting a podcast since 2019 or 20, or uh, 2018. Like, it's not something I add to my list of accolades that I tell people when I'm, like, getting introduced or something. It sounds, I don't know, it sounds kind of ego sort of thing. The only time that that I actually add it into conversation is when it actually applies to something. I'll be like, yeah, I do a podcast and my buddy who I do it with, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, we talked about this last week or whatever, you know. Yeah, or if there's a show that I'm at and somebody's asking questions about, how do you find out art shows you do? And I'll be like, oh, by the way, like, here's how I find them out. But also, I host a podcast. You should check it out. We've talked about that a number of times. And you'll be easily, yeah, like in a sea of content related to this I definitely topic. tell more people I have a podcast while I'm at a show than any other time just because it's like new potters or blah 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 and I'm like by the way I do a podcast here you go <laughs> like like you you might learn yeah. something you may not who knows <laughs> but yeah right huh. well uh we're not gonna do like a normal format because it is our fourth year anniversary yeah we had a new review though do you want to yeah i want to read that read it or do you read it because it was fun okay i'll read it all right this one came from ua nash beginning of july it's titled i always learn something as a newbie i always learn something new on the podcast listening has turned into a saturday morning ritual while drinking my morning coffee I love the new two-hour format. Side note. Is that a new format? When did we start two hours? I feel like, I feel like we're getting less. Forever ago, but yeah, I feel less like than two we're hours? doing a lot more one-hour ones. I guess yeah. the live Q&A, maybe. Anyway. Okay, continuing. I like every... Uh, I very much like the interview with Link Henderson. So informative. This week, I learned why beer steins must be very smooth on the inside. I'm always yeah. learning something. That was a good little, that was little a good tip little there. Tip. That beer steins. I, yeah, the, props to my um, beer buddies, because I would have never known that they had to be smooth on the inside. Yeah. So I got to make friends with the yeah. the brewers and stuff. Wild. That that it's been forever since we talked with Link. I feel like we could. I know we could that chat was a really fun conversation. 
yeah, very informative, very like deep on clays and materials yeah. and stuff that I could yeah. not have prepared for, but for sure, pretty good. So thank you for that, UA Nash. You know what? Also, uh, I'm just throwing this out there, and I don't know. I know somebody that works at Amico, and he's the he's on the technical end of like the glaze part, and that would be fun to have him on. Yeah. Get some yeah. like weird words that we don't know exist. That's not. I know like Corey Brown is an artist that like formulates the newest Amico glazes every year. Whenever they do, whenever they uh, premiere them at Encica. Do you know who I'm talking about? The guy that he made a lot of like multicolored. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. he put porcelain on stuff and like rolled it on. He, but he all, now he's doing more yeah. like glaze dripping and like lichen looking yeah. glazes kind of. And, but, but it's somebody different that you're talking about. It's, is it the I'm guy that we talked to at ClickOn West? I'm not who it is because then if, if we don't get it, then. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Onward and upward. Onward. Um, <laughs> There so the, one funny story that related to the podcast. There was somebody that I was talking to that um, they didn't know you as well, and I was like, "Yeah, I do a podcast with Becca," and uh, I was like, "Yeah, she used to like own a studio, and then she moved to Indianapolis, and then she's in her van now, so you can see like all the uh, trajectory like throughout the years." And I, I was like, "I feel like I haven't really." <laughs> changed that much over that whole time i feel like i've been like slow and steady you're like a you're like an you're like a uh an eft stock you just like keep climbing up <laughs> you're an index i'm fund, an yeah. index just, fund i'm like slow and steady and i'm like i'm like uh i'm apple no i'm amazon you're just I like just a single and stock down and up and down and up and down and <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Uh, what have you been doing? We I do feel like we should talk about what we've been doing this week because I have some stories for you. Yes. Okay, so I was just in mm-hmm. Kansas for three, three days. And it was a long-ass drive. Yeah, like... Who does everybody live in Ohio that went with you? Yeah, so I went. We met up. It was myself, uh, Megan Yarnell, and Tony Young. So Tony is in Marion, Ohio, okay. which is kind of near Columbus, which is two hours north of me. There is uh, Meg that is okay. in Toledo area, which is three yeah. and a half hours north of me. And then I'm in near Cincinnati. So we met in, at somebody's house, Megan's okay. family house, family's house in kind of near Dayton. So it was like an hour from me, two and a half for her. And, and they took your car. Tony. So we were playing. A, yeah. So we just took one car. We took my car. Um, we were playing around with where to meet up because we were having to wake up at the ass cracker dawn to meet anyways, because it was a yeah. 14 hour drive there and we were doing it all in one day. So... Uh, yeah, we were going to meet in Indianapolis and she was like, well, I don't, 
I don't really know like where to leave the vehicle and I was like I can find somebody but also like we should probably meet like Dayton would make the most sense because we'll get together quickest and then we'll yeah. get on our way so um I feel like the drive there wasn't too bad the drive back was more because because we so we met up at like eight in the morning when we left and then when we uh when we were coming back home it was noon 11 o'clock 11 o'clock by the time we left so we got back at um oh shit fuck that two in the morning to to that person's house and then i had an hour drive so i got home at three or maybe maybe it's 1 a.m or something i trimmed off some time so 2 30 or something but i got home at 2 30 meg got home at like fucking 4 a.m that's rough such was it fun drive it was very fun so that was uh so the the whole workshop idea was kevin kowalski if you don't know his work he does a lot of soda fired work he does some oxidation work but he's kind of known for building conversion kilns as in like electric kilns Mm -hmm. converted to soda kilns so we built one on site at isaac shoes studio so he kind of got all the everything ready he did a bunch of construction there with some you know clearing the area pouring a slab of concrete so we built the kiln day one like more morning of day one afternoon we glazed and wadded everything um evening right at sundown we loaded the kiln and then second day two morning we fired the kiln all day and we were just kind of like doing collaborative work in the studio we just had kind of had an open studio day to do whatever we wanted because a lot of that time you're just checking on the kiln and just doing little tweaks turning things up kevin did most of the like firing and stuff he would just kind of help us out and tell us what he was doing and why he was doing it and the firing took about 11 hours so you know you can imagine quite a bit of open studio time to just do whatever so we did a lot of like collaborating i threw some mugs and oil bottles and stuff like that and handed them off to somebody so like meg put one of her handles on my mugs i put a handle on one of her mugs uh brian wilkerson Mm -hmm. carved into one of mine uh potter paul's nathan paul's did a some like sculpting face thing on one of mine um andrea garcia was there and did some sculpting hand building and put it on on my mug so yeah it was just it was just kind of open studio to do whatever you wanted and just have fun so luckily i brought a damp box with me and i brought back yeah stuff home uh home so that was good and then the last day uh 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m., we unloaded the kiln. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So there was, Kevin was there, Isaac, and then there were six others, I think. Myself, Megan, Tony, uh, Nathan, Potter Pauls, Andrea Garcia, uh, Jennifer Christensen, and... Okay. Brian Wilkerson. And then Isaac, of course. So Nice. It was Karina super pregnant? So, yeah. Yeah, she was. Oh. And Javi was around. So, yeah, that was my first time being to Harper. It's, it's like, small. so small town. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
but there were some terrible storms like the first night we got there really bad so the the kiln was under a tent luckily we had to like you know take some of the chimney down the day after we got it built before we fired it the next morning because it was like threats of i think it was like 70 mile an hour winds the first night yeah. before we built it so we w- we woke up and it was like raining all day while we were trying to build it luckily we had a big tent we were under but yeah it was quite quite the storm that night and then the night before we fired it it was like really bad so we kind of got delayed yeah, on starting you don't really know winds until you've been to the middle of uh, nowhere um <laughs> yeah. yeah it was pretty like bad. uh i lived in a in a place that had winds like that and it's just fucking wild like i've seen a cat fly like yeah i a cat? uh oh the winds gosh. picked up like we had a canoe when we lived in washington and we had it like next to a a fifth wheel growing up and it flew over into our neighbor's deck and our fifth wheel moved like two feet yeah Wild. oh my gosh yeah i got to meet mittens too mittens was mittens and i want to yeah. say their dog's name is layla I'm smitten with mittens i fucking love her meg was gonna She's steal so mittens cute. but isaac wasn't having oh my god she's so that, freaking but... cute and she's so spicy i love it <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was a great time. And we'll probably have... So you're going to hear, I think on the next episode, once this releases, is our chat on the way home. We had a couple hours with Meg and Tony in the car. So the three of us chatted. They're both high school teachers, so we talked about some of that stuff and our uh, expectations going in and then our results and takeaways from the workshop. So pretty good time. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what's new? What's new over in well, your land over there? Well, I'm in um, Manistique. Yes, yes, Manistique, uh, Michigan, and I think Manistique, Michigan. Um, and, yeah, Manistique. It's Google on. Uh, it's like really on the north north part of uh, Lake Michigan, and uh, I went to this. It's a spring, a natural spring, this morning. Uh, that's like 50 feet deep or 45 feet deep and it's all clear i'll send you wow. videos it's so freaking cool and but it was like so busy a there is a lighthouse there? i can see the lighthouse from my van right now uh-huh really you must yeah be maybe i'll go walk there. out there um and uh i found out today that i don't like rubens so Rubens. I don't I think I've ever had one. I love corned beef. And so I was like, of course I'm going to like a Reuben. I don't. And I didn't even have a sandwich, and I, I do know this now. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'm going to try these Reuben fries for lunch. They were like Reuben-covered fries. So they had corned beef, cheese, and then Thousand Island and sauerkraut. And I don't like sauerkraut, so I was like, no sauerkraut, please. Which I I think most people would would argue is half of the Reuben, uh, so <laughs> right. Which I understand, and but then it came with so much Thousand Island dressing, and I also found out that I don't really like Thousand Island dressing today, and I think that that's actually the part that I don't like is the Thousand Island. Isn't the bread, rye bread. like yeah, it's a rye. It's a rye or something. So, 
Yeah, that sounds like a terrible sandwich to <laughs> but me. But it was so. I was not interested so in rye. Not interested in corned beef. Like, this place, I went to it right next to this stupid um, spring place. It wasn't stupid, but uh, it you can tell that they get like all the people from this park, and their prices were fucking insane. Like I paid like twenty bucks for these fries, and I didn't like. They were okay. Like I ate, I ate all the meat. You know, I ate all the meat off of them, and but they just mm-hmm. like covered it with the the Thousand Island sauce. I don't think I would have even liked it if it was ranch. Like, um, it was just like sopping wet, and yeah. so. Is Thousand Island know. common on it? I think so. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. I. I can't remember what Thousand Island even tastes like. Isn't that... I think that's common in something else. I don't know. And I'm, but, like, not uh, a picky, picky person. Like, I'm... I I have things that I'm yeah. not huge on, but I'll always eat them. This one was really hard for me to get down, and I was, like, trying not to let the waitress know that I really didn't like it. I was like, eh, it's okay. And she was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was just trying something new, and... She's like, oh, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So. What do you think about Cuban sandwiches? Have I you ever had a Cuban? I don't think I have. Looks like it's classic Cuban roast pork layer with ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, and yellow mustard before it's grilled. It's, it's I would like everything like except for the mustard. Like. Yeah, I don't I think I've had one of those, but I think it tasted kind of bland because I didn't get the mustard on it. But I don't know what I would put instead. Maybe mayo? That'd probably be a disgrace to it because it's mayo. I don't really yeah, want pickles Yeah, you don't either. like pickles. I, don't I love pickles. Cubans, Cubans and Rubens, Rubens just don't The sound Cuban good. sounds great except for the mustard. And I know that, like, I feel like mustard is such a staple in this culture that is upper middle United States, like Germantown. And... And I, I yeah. just am Ugh, not a mustard not fan, it. and I can't. I'm try. I try. I'm trying. Like Andrew it, made. Andrew yeah. Linderman made like a mustard cheese sauce to go with brats, and it was actually okay. Like I was like, I don't like mustard, and I'm gonna eat this <laughs> because it's not bad. But like, but would you pick it up again? You said it's not like okay. Or you said it. It was okay. I thought you were gonna say it, it was, was good. actually it good. Was good. Yeah, um, I would eat it again. Okay. Uh, it wasn't my like favorite, but it was definitely like palatable with mustard. I could tell it was there, but uh, yeah, I think a brat is one of those things you don't put really. You I don't do. put ketchup I on a brat. I fucking love ketchup on a brat. Do you? Oh. I feel like that's one of those things where people either put mustard or onions or nothing. I do like, like a dry brat, but my favorite brat is cream cheese and sriracha. Yum. Cream cheese and sriracha. Is cream cheese, like, liquidy, though? You just, like, chop it you up and put it on it there? on the bun. Okay. I'm thinking, like, no, a block of Ryan. it that's no. pretty, like, no. hard. Like Philadelphia. That's not that spreadable. They used to have these, like, cream cheese packages that were, like, squeezy packets. Ugh, those were the fucking jam. Uh, oh, like squeezing out mayo, cheese. but those it's cream cheese. Uh, 
anyway, oh, like Chicago dog. I couldn't do a Chicago dog because it's like covered in mustard. Ugh. And I'm like, I like everything else. It's got a fucking tomato on there and pickles and I don't know. It stuff, seems right? like a Chicago like, dog is just a hamburger no on a hot dog. So... <laughs> 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 Chicago style hot dog. Let's see. What else? Mustard, relish, onion, tomato, pickle, see? peppers, and celery it's salt. It's a fucking oh hamburger gosh. on a hot dog. <laughs> it is. The only thing they don't have is the lettuce. It's a pile of stuff. Yeah, I was reluctant when I was uh when I was at one of the Chicago baseball games to go to the the stand and just be like, can I just get, like, a plain hot dog from the, like, Chicago-style dog place? <laughs> and then I'll put ketchup on it. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with just meat and bread, you know? Like, I just like meat and bread. As long as it's, like, seasoned yeah. and stuff a little bit, I can do, I can get down with just a I mean, like, I like stuff on thing. things. I love stuff on things. But I love a good meat and bread. You know, you know, you know. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm in Manistique. I was in Marquette and um, found a nice little spot to park there. I found a really great little spot to park on my way down from Marquette to here. And uh, stayed there for like four days, I think. And um, it was like right off the road. It was totally secluded. Nobody knew I was there. Uh, and it was fantastic. I'm... Did you have to, like, pull huh? off a dirt road or yeah. something to get to yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Did you even see anybody no. the time you were there? I heard cars go by because it was right next to a main road, but I didn't see anybody the whole time. So that was really Sweet. quite lovely. Um and yeah it's been super awesome i painted some cups while i was up there i did some jewelry i started making some rings rings we're gonna rings. see if they work i have no idea if ceramic rings will even be okay but we're gonna see uh, are you using your like dowel things no they're just like hand formed kind of get this up. um but, oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. But I'm at this, like, parking spot right now. It's uh, it's like a public parking spot by the beach. And um, there is a pavilion right here in this parking spot with, like, public restrooms and stuff. And they have outlets on every single pillar. And I was like, maybe I could come here tomorrow and fire my kiln for four hours <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if I would risk but, it. But I mean, like, what could go wrong? Like, somebody maybe comes. What if you start first thing in the morning, maybe? So, like, people, you get some time before like, somebody Like, what notices. if I, yeah, what if I start it at, like, I wake up at, like, 6 o'clock, come down here, plug it in, and just fucking camp out, go swimming, and then... Are, are you worried that somebody's going to disturb it? I don't think it? so. I don't know if I'll do it or not, but 
It just seems risky. Like, I would plug up a phone, but not, like, a kiln. Because people are going to be like, what the I fuck know. is this? But, yeah. Unless like, you're right by what it. What I could then... do is plug it in, and then, um, like, for four hours. Like, get here at <laughs> six o'clock, plug it in for four hours, and then, and just, like, sleep on a table next to it. And then, uh, like, a homeless person. And then... I could, at 10 o'clock, while it's cooling down, obviously unplug it and um, just do clay stuff while I'm... Can you move it? You can't move it safely, right? Once it's done. I mean, you'd probably have to let it cool for a couple hours after. Definitely ill-advised to move. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, if somebody came up and was like, hey, you can't be doing that, all you could do is really unplug it. And just let it sit there. Because right. you can't move it. Right, right, right. So, like, yeah. They'd be like, get out of here. You'll be like, this is fucking hot. I yeah, that's the thing. It. Like, at a certain point, there is no backing down. There is no, like, there is... That's why I think you need to get up even earlier. So that it's, like, before the light's out. Unless the park is, like, you can't be in the park before There's no signs that say times. So... Hmm. I don't know. I definitely want to hear this story if you can. I feel like that'd be good content if you could document that. Oh man, it would be good. Be like, can I fire a kiln <laughs> in a public park without? Yeah, because I was like, maybe I could fire it tonight. And um, like the reality of somebody coming down here when it's dark outside is minimal. So what if I, like, fired it tonight, tucked it around one of the beams, and just, like, put the cord, mm -hmm. you know, around it? Yeah. I mean, the difference would be, I guess, if it's firing it, would it be bright at all? Is there a peep on it? Like, that would be the only There's light no that peep. somebody might see. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't even be no, able to see any color from it No, and I could face it against the wall, anything. so they wouldn't even see the... I could fucking tape over the... The time. <laughs> The screen. The yeah. screen. You could. I mean, there wouldn't be a reason that it wouldn't pull power after a certain time, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they, like, shut down the power of the pavilion at a certain time or not. That's a risky, fucking ballsy-ass move to have power. That much fucking power. Like. I don't know. I mean, I would. Because could you. I mean, I wouldn't think you would potentially, like, trip no. something. No. It, like trip or break or something. No. And then be like, you don't want people going close to it to burn themselves right. or whatever. So maybe scout it out for a day and then decide to see if like people are That's around very much or do it. I mean, it's a weekday. Maybe do it I on also a was thinking about maybe there's a campground right here and I don't know how much it is to have power, but I could just fire twice if I got overnight and um, like got in the campground mm -hmm. for a day or two days it'd probably be like $22 or something like that I don't know that'd probably be worth it I mean there's a fair amount of stuff to fire but I also could just wait until yeah. I get to Julianne's house in a week so in a week yeah as long as you can transport that stuff safely it's trans it's transporting yeah yeah 
I mean, there's absolutely no way you could fire it on your battery power. No, I plugged it in, and it would take... I would need 800 amps of... So 800 watt hours of solar on the top. 800 watts on the top of my van. And... And at least like 1800 in my battery bank on a sunny day to fire it. So eventually, yes. Eventually, yes, I will be able to fire it. But um, not right now. Okay. And it's got to be like consistent sun. You can't use it from one bank and then roll it over from the other uh, bank. No. I mean, I could, but no. Like, I just don't have the right amount of banks. I think it pulled like yeah. almost 800 and watts. It's not something you can. An hour. So. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be too yeah. risky. I don't want to try that. I don't want to do that. Have the banks been <laughs> working pretty good otherwise? Have the have the solar has the solar been working pretty good otherwise for yeah, what you need? Yeah, it's been great actually. So I I when I was at Andrew Krieger's house, um, he does crystalline glazes. He's in Sheboygan. That's just a fun name to say, Sheboygan. Um, I charged up my battery fully, and every day I've been able to recharge it fully. So that's been really nice because it's been pretty, um, pretty sunny. So, and then my other battery, I have like a smaller battery that's uh, about seven hundred and sixty watts, I think. It that one I can plug into the car charger so when I'm driving it can it can power it and recharge it. So, I can't plug mm -hmm. my big one into the car while I'm driving, which is fine cuz it's got 200 watts of solar going in, but I'd like to put 400 watts at least on the top, get another 200 watt panel. So, I think I'm going to try and do that before I come to your house when in uh in October. So, in October. Um, that's the plan, at least. So if you didn't recharge it from Andrews, could you? It just you just it doesn't store. It doesn't get enough storage in it to actually get full on um, its own. So for a day. it doesn't. It can't like. F basically, right now, the amount that I use in a day is the amount that I can charge in a day. It just like happened to work oh, out okay. that way. You know, so like if I have more yeah. on the roof, then I'll be able to use a lot more. So like if it's at one yeah. bar right now, I can get it to three bars in a day, but then I'll use those like two bars again at night because my fucking yeah. refrigerator uses so much fucking energy because it's awful and it's broken and I'm getting a new refrigerator when I get to Heidi's house. It's broken? No, uh, it's not. It's, like, defective. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, they're sending me a brand new one. So this is crazy. So I got a fridge from... That's good. Bougie, Bouge, Bouge RV. I don't know how you'd pronounce it, but it's B-O-U-G-E-R-V. And um, it's, like, they're... Is your phone by what? the mic, by the way? Is your phone by the mic, by the way? I can hear a little staticky. That, that better? No. Okay. Um, yeah. So I got it, and I got it on Black Friday, so I paid a lot less money than I would have normally paid. 
Um, and it's the biggest one that they have, which in hindsight, meh, but it is nice to have a pretty large capacity. Uh, and so I, what I noticed is that sometimes it'll just swap. So the, so the freezer oh, section good. turns into the refrigerator and the refrigerator turns into the freezer. So I have to watch it pretty carefully. Like about like once a day, I will turn it off for like 30 minutes just so it can kind of like reset itself. Um, but yes. How do you know when it switches? Do you just have to open it and well, see the numbers and it'll tell you? Or does it sound different? The temperature different? is outside here right now. And so this is a very good example. So um, right now the temperature in the freezer section is 15 degrees. And the temperature in the refrigerator section is 22. Today's been an especially rough day for the refrigerator. And um, so the freezer section is supposed to be 4 degrees. And the... Uh, and the refrigerator section is supposed to be 36 degrees. And, wow. Yeah, so they're, like, both kind right. of meeting so in the middle like there. Right, so they kind of, like, in the middle, and I... Em- Sounds like there's some leakage. Is there leaking from one channel to the like other a, channel? Uh, it's like, an, uh, like a, a service board error or something like that, so... I emailed them, huh. and they were like, yeah, okay. we'll send you on another one. They send me one. And it's got a fucking error. <laughs> like, before, I, like, plugged it in when I got it out of the box and added an error code on it. And so I was like, fuck. fuck. And... You have no. to ship that one back, and, though? And, um... How do you get rid of it? Thankfully, it was at the studio, so I put out an email, and I was like, first come, first serve. Somebody take this. The freezer section, it said it was negative 41 degrees. We could have used it for Dippin' Dots. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so the freezer section was like always frozen, but you could use the refrigerator section. And, uh, I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to deal with this. So, um, somebody took it. Uh, and then <laughs> I, uh, so then I emailed them and I was like, it's broken again. And they're like, we'll send you another one. And I was like, could we just not, could we just like, could you just give me money back and I promise to buy the newer fridge that you have coming out that is probably better and they're like no let's just send you another one and I was like so what the compromise we came to was that they're sending me another one from the new batch they're getting in so it's like a new batch number so oh okay so it's newly built and actually new not refurbished or something right so um so they're sending it to Heidi's shop and so i'll get it then but i just have to watch it like a hawk i was like bro i can't babysit this refrigerator like (laughs) like yeah it's supposed to just work i mean that's the amount of groceries that i have lost because of this refrigerator is unmatched like the amount of cucumbers i have frozen (laughs) (laughs) Fucking cucumbers. cucumbers. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm glad you asked that because I checked it and definitely... Are you are you still doing okay with the heat and all that? Is that fan thing working or how's that situation going? Yeah, it's going, going? good. Um, so, the fan's running right now because it was kind of hot today. Uh, but I got two tiny fans from Aldi. 
and when it's hot at night I just like point them at me <laughs> and they're just rechargeable and they last all night so I just point them at me and they're like good enough but up here it's like I don't know it was only 80 degrees today and it's like 70 right now and by the time it becomes 6 a.m. it's gonna be 59 degrees like we're fine okay so it just ebbs and yeah, flows throughout and the day like, and it's I left good Lloyd enough. in the van a while today but it never got too hot you know um but like you know when we were out at like when I was at my last camping spot he just roamed around and would come in when it gets dark or I'd find him when it gets dark so mm -hmm. yeah it's been nice yeah the getting through the night in the heat is sounded the worst and just trying to work during the day when it's Hot. just like fucking 90 you get kind of used to something. it and like i've kind of just gotten to the point where i just stick a fan on me and like when i'm working i just have to like cover things up so that they don't get the like the you know dry up too fast there, but yeah. you you get kind of used to like the heat and i have my bug screen that i got from amazon that's like freaking amazing and I saw that. Yeah, that it's, like working it's working super well. great. And then I have a bug screen in the back, too, so I can open up the door so I can get, like, a cross breeze. And um, I haven't done a ton of... I haven't, like, broke out the wheel a bunch, but I have been doing a fair amount of, like, hand building. And, um, I mean, like, I am getting work done, so that's good. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's consistent. As long as you're working and, you know, a few days a week, you're probably on track. Right, it's not like I'm making, to... I'm not making money right now. Like, a few, like, sales here and there. But, like, it's not, like. You're, like, yeah, maintaining? Yeah, I just, like, I think Aletha asked me yesterday. She was like, oh, so, like, are you having a lot of orders coming in I was like no 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 <laughs> like I made money before I went on this trip because I knew I wasn't gonna make any money on it until I get to my next show so yeah so you're just getting little trickles here and yeah. there of orders I feel like this is a really good moment for me to kind of like get bored on purpose so that I am like god Becky really need to start working like i mean you've been working on the the wet clay stuff are you talking about working on the selling just part any part you know just like to take a little oh. break you know like when you take a break and you're like god i really need to get back to work you know yeah i mean i definitely feel behind getting yeah. home from the workshop Besides, like, replying to emails, it's just my list of to-do is getting longer. What do you have um, in the next couple of weeks, months? So, there, I'm chatting a little bit with that mm -hmm. mug club person. I don't know if I mentioned on here, but there's somebody that's interested in a mug club, like, right after we release that episode talking about it. Um, so, he's wanting... Two two hundred and fifty wow. mugs, and I'm I'm going the decal route. He wants to see samples, so he's kind of like, he's been kind of like checking on updates. And I'm like, I just let him know today. Like I just got back from a trip. I was gone for a few days, and like I'll get you 
a decal sample that is not your decal, but it is a decal. It's going to be the Wheel Talk decal to show him like what a logo looks like on a mug that I have that's of the yeah. size that he kind of wants. So I'll do that, and then I'm, you know, he's he's asking for glaze colors, and so I'm going to have to do some glaze tests on speckled clay because that's what the samples are currently in, and then see if I can get a decal on there and it actually comes out like looking good because to this point I've only done decals on white speckled mugs and just white glaze on white mugs so like that's the best way to get good clean results but you know a brewery is not going to want a white mug so you know they're wanting some greens or coppers or teal so like I just got to experiment, see what they look like, and get him the samples. But, like, if he doesn't like them, I'm willing to, like, walk away from it if I have to. It sounds like he might be a little picky. Yeah, I don't know. So, we'll see. I mean, he... I mean, it's it's all the expected things. It's like, you know, they're going to be numbered, you know... One of them's going to this one location. It's going to be one to a hundred, and then this other location is going to have one to twenty-five, one to two hundred and fifty. I'm a huge, or one, one to one fifty, or something huge, like that. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of like honestly, if if I'm never, I'm not gonna number, I'm not gonna number, uh, mug club mugs again. I'm not doing it. And and yeah, no. I will buy the fucking stamps and I will buy the pad and I'll give it to the fucking brewer. But I'm not going to number them. Because, like, the amount of headaches that come with numbering is unmatched. Like, you can't make... I think you were talking about stamping them after they're already fired is what you were suggesting before. Yeah, because if you stamp them before and let's say number 45 gets messed up. Like, you can't make extras and just, like... Unless you decal it, I guess, because you're already going to decal the front, so, like, yeah, maybe Yeah, decaling, decaling the bottom is fine, I guess. Even then, But, I like, mean, yeah, like... You can't decal the bottom on yeah, raw clay, though. I don't think you yeah, can, can decal That's raw clay, can you? Her, uh, you could just do an iron decal, yeah. What? Oh, it's... Uh, but iron, it's not... It's different. Okay. It's not like water slide decal on raw yeah, clay. You, can. you can't do that, right? Yes. What? No. I thought you had to do it on glazed. Maybe I can ask Isaac if he's ever used it, done it that way with his decals. I've never... I, I understand the sepia one. Sepia tone ones can yeah. probably be raw clay, yeah. right? I don't know. But see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you mess up one that's like 45, and then you have to do... 45 and then what if that one fucking messes up again you can't make any extras because while you're making extras you have to like stamp in the number it's fucking dumb like what if you just stamp it at okay what what if a compromise would be you make them all and then when you get to the decal firing you stamp it with an underglaze stamp on the bottom so that it gets up to bisque temperature and it's bisked on when it's being I decal, would rather decal fired. I'd rather decal it and put it on the bottom of the handle. Yeah. With a decal? Like why the bottom of the just you're just saying decal yeah, number wherever like, you decide to put can't it do but it on decal play whatever. But I'd rather decal it and do it with the decal firing. 
my worry would be that you order all the decals and you don't order with plans to have 45 twice. I don't know how you, because I, I don't know. Do you pick, do you See, cut out each number? this is what I'm talking the about. There's too decals? much fucking issues with, with, with stamping. Just buy the stamp pad, get the fucking stampy numbers and give it to the goddamn brewer. They can do it themselves. Like the, <laughs> the amount of times that they're going to wash those cups is what, like in a year it's, I don't know, 30 Unless it's somebody that literally comes in every single day. Like, it's a mug club. Some of those people buy mugs and then they never and come. The, the rubber stamps that I have are, like, really small, too. So I wonder if I would stamp it with that. If you would be like, oh, that's too small. It's, like, the size of my stamp. You know, my stamp is, like, yeah. half an inch. Like, is that too small for a number? I mean, I would like to put it on the bottom and just... Yeah, it's too small. Super small. So then I got to get more stamps that are bigger. That's like 10 bucks. But, okay, so that's one thing on my list. Another one, I got to make a couple samples for Amruta, uh, for some candles. Uh, got, I got a wholesaler that wants six more mugs. That'll be easy. Um, yeah, I just got, Do I got Do you have any more things. shows? I'm doing a workshop here soon. Yeah, I got shows, of course. That's a, that's a given. What do you got? That's a that's a given. All right, so I got. Whoo! What mm -hmm. month is it? August. Shit. Farmers Market, Lexington show. The Lexington show is with uh, Deanna. She's gonna. She'll be there. Oh yeah. We're staying together. Um. Got Westside Market. Actually, I didn't tell you. Uh. Rachel and Erica did Westside oh, Market yeah. for me while I was gone. They, they did well. They said they sold nine hundred and fifty dollars yeah. worth. It was good. I'm like, they can do Ooh, my shows what? from now on too. And I'm like, do they want to do some other shows for me? Branching out. Yeah, Rachel's not gonna do that, but maybe I can sway Erica if she wants to. But, uh, Penrod and Indy, that'll be a new one for me. So we'll see how that goes. Madison Chautauqua Coffee Festival. Yeah, I got Yeah. I got a lot. And then since getting back from that workshop, I'm like I want to build a soda kiln in the backyard now. <clears throat> so, I don't I think that's that maybe yeah. that'll be a winter project. Yeah, that'll be a Plus it's more comfortable. It was hot as shit mm -hmm. out there. When it wasn't raining, and I'm like, this would be much more manageable when it's like around freezing or 40 degrees out. That would probably be pretty comfortable. <laughs> I saw a thingy that said that, um, a news article that said that this winter, the almanac says that this winter's gonna be fucking rough. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm oh, like, really? That's great. Um, I won't be here. Um, what was he going to say? Oh, also, this is just straight out of the blue. Um, this will apply to zero people listening uh, because it's a time thing. But uh, the th 13th and 14th, I think, of August, you'll have to ch make sure on the dates. But they're like the prime dates for uh, 
the meteor shower, some meteor shower, so it's going to... Nobody's going to hear that. No, Are you I'm talking, talking about next to you year? right now. I'm telling you about the meteor shower. So oh, okay. you need to um, look it up because you don't want to miss it. It's going to be like 13th and f I think Monday is the meteor shower day. So look at it. But also they will listen, they will hear this. August 30th is going to be the second supermoon that we've had this month. We got two full moons in August. So two full moons is considered a supermoon or is the moon any different because um, it's the second? It's a supermoon because I don't know why it's a supermoon. I'm not that scientific, but it's going to be big apparently, like a big moon. And red, I think. And uh, it mm. will never, it won't happen for another nine years. O August 30th. Okay. Yeah. August 30th. So, um, that those are my, um, those are my uh, space things. <laughs> Your space, our space, uh, space yes. segment on today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did get one big project off the list, though. Hooray! We finished the tiki bar. We're having a party on Saturday. I know, for I'm that. so bummed I had to miss that, but I I'm here. Yeah, it's going to be great. We, like, made special recipes that we're going to mix for people, and then we've got some that people can, like, it's pre mixed and it's non alcoholic. They could add alcohol That's to it. That's so great. Not. It'll That's going to be so freaking It'll awesome. Um, after yeah. this, we should FaceTime so you can show me the bar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? What else is going on? What's it, What's ahead for you? Where are you going? You said something about hiding. Oh, okay, but what yeah. Else so doing? I should also mention these because if you're in these areas, keep, keep it in mind. So... Um, let's see. Today is August 7th. 9th. Wow. Uh, today is August, August 9th, 9th. And, um, I will be in Upper Peninsula until the 20th. And then on the oh, 19th. On the 19th and the 20th, I have a, a show in Traverse City. Um, I think it's just called Traverse City. Uh, and then... You'll have to let me know how that how the city is because somebody mentioned that would be good to see in the oh, fall yeah, I've when heard the leaves it's and stuff are changing. Beautiful. Um, also, remind me to talk to you about Andrews. Uh, okay, and um, so then so I have a show in Traverse City, and then I have a week, and then I have another show on uh, Labor Day over Labor Day weekend in Torch Lake. So I'm hoping that those both are okay. I uh, have a friend who did a show in Petowski uh, by the same company and said it was awful uh, because... Those are both in Michigan, yeah. I'm guessing, Traverse City and Torch Lake. Lake. They're like right next to each other. Torch Lake. And so oh, okay. I have a friend who's, who did a show near there with the same company and said it wasn't great because they were doing it literally at the same time as another large show, which is a super bummer. Mm. Uh, but if I can get a few dollars, that's good. You know, um, I have enough money budgeted that I can get to like the end of October for me, I think. So 
no, not the end of October, the end of September. Um, so I'm like fine money wise, but a little more would be nice. Uh, and then after that, a little, a little more is always, always nice. nice. After that Labor Day show, I go to Heidi's, which is Bella Joy Pottery. She's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I'm doing a jewelry workshop at her place. I have no idea what date it is, but she just advertised I it. did see. advertise it. I don't, um, but it is, I think it's like probably. She, she's in Plainwell, Michigan, but basically, basically Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Um, and so, what? Well, yeah, you look it up while I talk, and then. Um, after that, on like the 20th, I'm going to Beale Pottery, which is upper Indianapolis or upper Indy, Indiana. And, um, I'm doing two workshops there, but before that I'm doing, uh, the Michiana Pottery Tour, which should be good. And... September 23rd September 23rd and 24th, 24th I'm going to be at Jesse's stop. Uh, it's a new stop this year. I'm going to drive up there with Erica. You are? <coughs> yeah, we're going to leave in the morning. I I think Brian Wilkerson may join us. He may drive up from Tennessee. He was at the yeah. workshop. He might drive up and then join us as well. And I think Meg and Tony may come. Meg's definitely going to be there because I think she's going to be at She's going to be at a Trevor stop. stop. Yeah. And then Tony was just going to come and hang out. Well, that's exciting. So. Um, and then, so that's. By the way, your, by the way, your workshop is September 9th from one September to four. September 9th from one to four at Heidi's. That's at a Heidi's. jewelry workshop. We're going to make jewelry, whatever you want. Um, and then I have a efficiency throwing workshop with the Beals on on okay efficiency workshop on the 25th and then a jewelry workshop on the 27th okay we're definitely going to link all these down in the description because you buy these on their personal websites so yeah yeah i'll link them in there so, um, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot. Um, and I'm excited about all of them. I don't have any expectations for any of them. I, uh, you know, it's just going to be fun and it'll be something to do. But like during those, during at least the time at Heidi's, I've got to fucking get my ass in gear and get some fancy cups popping. So, I gotta get those going. Yeah. Um, cause I... I've actually got a special workshop I'm doing with uh, Zipporah, what? actually. It's like a, it's like a Zoom workshop. So, she'll probably have announced it by now, but, uh, it's gonna be... Oh, I'm trying to remember. She said an hour and a, I think it's an hour and a half. It's gonna be a Zoom workshop. So, oil bottles. I'm gonna be throwing oil bottles and showing how I make them, some pitfalls you may run into, some things you want to 
think about um, she's going to host that. So that's Zipporah from Seapore nice. Ceramics. You will have heard her episode talking about the classes and online things by the time this is out. So uh, you can join that. You'll be able to get that on her website. So I will link that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So then then I'll be so I'll be at Beale Pottery until the third, the first or the second. And then and then I and then and then and then and then and then and then like it's rough on? because like it's planned, but then when they're like, "When are you gonna be here?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> like, I'll be there in day, time, maybe. Uh, and then I have to be down in Memphis by the twelfth. Th- I have to be down in Memphis by the twelfth of October, because then we go to Disney World for a week. Oh, that's right. Okay, I was like, why do you yeah, have to so, be there? Yeah, so um, me, Teresa, Brandon, all three kids, and then Brandon too, Brandon's best friend, um, are all going to Disney World for a week, and uh, F- Florida just in general, and uh, so that'll be fun and exhausting and overstimulating. It's going to be great, and then I come back, and then I have to be in Cincinnati for the coffee festival. So, uh, yeah, I'm like booked until like booked solid until, uh, until the coffee festival. Yeah. Coffee festival is late October. So October 21st and 22nd. I don't know if I mentioned the seat, the oil bottle. That's going to be Wednesday, August 30th, nice. 8 p.m. The same Zoom. day as the moon. 8 p.m. Eastern. I think so. Oh, is it? Okay. I hope people don't skip the moon for me. I think it'll be a lot later. Or they t- we'll take a little break and be like, hey, go, go look, look at, at the, the moon. moon right now if you're on Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wild. Like, uh, I feel like I'm in my, like, baby, baby, uh, version or baby, like, era of van lifing, but it's, it also doesn't feel like I'm in a baby version of van lifing because I, of my life, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just freaking crazy. I, yeah, nobody's knocked on my windows yet to tell me to leave. Uh, That's good. Have you had any, like, weird interactions where you're a little, like, something sketchy going on or anything like that? Not really, except for today, we stopped at a baseball field so that Lloyd could stretch his legs. And um, we got to, like, these bushes, and there was, like, somebody in the bushes. Like some was someone was in the fucking bushes, and they kept like making noises. Lloyd's tail went like fucking up, and he was like all puffy, and I was like, "We gotta get out of here." <laughs> so we walked to the other side. Yeah. What? So that was that was a little sketch, but other okay. than that, not really. Um, I've 
I've uh, had a fun interaction with like a, a bartender at a brewery and uh, ended up selling her mm-hmm. pots in the parking lot of the brewery and earrings and that was fun. Nice. Um, yeah. I had a I had a fun interaction at the workshop. So Jennifer Christensen from Prairie Dragon yeah. KS, mm-hmm. I think, is her Insta. So she just got a new L and L. New to her L and L. Um and she was worried, she was trying to buy it. I won't this will not be advice because we need to check this with L and L, but she just got one off marketplace. It was phase three, converted to fa- single phase, and uh, is using it at her home now. So uh, she's pretty excited about it. The element channels. I think she's fired it a couple times, and she's been nice. enjoying it. So nice, nice, nice. We got a new. El- and she was like, "Yeah, I've been listening. So I- I'm happy to say I got a new kiln. Got a new one. It's been working well for me." So, um, she was pretty excited about it. And I gave her some, I took some L&L stickers with Aww. me that I got from Encica and left some with her and then left some with Isaac, Isaac who owns like three scuts, so. like, bro. Yeah. He was like, I'm a scut boy. And I'm like, do they pay you or anything? Or are you going to like throw my L&L stickers away or what? And he's like, ah, eh, whatever. So I just like left them on his table. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a funny little story about, um, so the, one of the places in Indy, I do some kiln tech stuff for, just kind of fell into this. And I get a text from my friend with a picture of their L&L kiln with the back all unhinged, but the lid's not off. And she goes, I don't remember, I think her name's Heather. The back like all, all unhooked, hinged. Okay, yeah, so it's like you know, stuck it's like on all there. drilled onto the like the back panels, like drilled on. Yeah. So it was all undrilled, and the lid was still on. And she goes, "Heather almost lost a lost a hand <laughs> because <laughs> because they yeah. didn't Google how to take the lid off with like take the spring off the assisted lid." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Did you yeah. Google it?" And she's like, "Well, now we did." Like, okay, so first rule of kiln tech anything is you always Google. Even if you think you know. Is don't talk about kiln tech. Even if you think you know, you always Google and look on the website to see. Because Eleanor actually has one of the most amazing websites for fixing things. Like, I've, I've had to look up certain things for electronics or anything like that. And it's almost always the number one option is the LNL website just being like, Hey, uh, this is what this means. This is what error two means. This is what this means. This is how you fix this. This, this, this. They have like a whole page dedicated to fixing things. And I'm like, always yeah. just go to the website first. That's that's the yeah. advice from me. <laughs> we actually did have to look up while we were at the the workshop how those spring loaded things load into a. It's it wasn't an L and L, but those spring things can yeah they can be taken out safely, and you're not worried about like because I think when I moved my old L and L in here, it was still attached to the mm-hmm. the top ring, and it's one of those where it's like or maybe it was attached yeah. to that like back 
spine, and it was like you know it's expanded out, so it's it was a little dangerous. It's but. scary as shit taking those things off. And, and yeah. pretty awkward. And like you do have yeah. to look it up because, I mean, unless you've done it a billion times, but it is it it is a technical thing to do, and it can actually um, hurt you very much. So yeah, yeah. I will be looking that up because I will need to do that when that new kiln gets put downstairs. Like, um, okay, Ryan. The kiln has to be in by the time I get to your house. That gives you almost two months. Okay. You have to have the brand new kiln in your okay. house by the time I get there. Okay. I was I was holding out hope that Jessica was going to buy the kiln, but it sounds like she is not. So that's okay. I can post it and de- I, I, I can post it to the small group, the Clay Alliance group, and yeah. somebody will buy it. And I will not feel bad about it. So, um, yeah. And now that I'm thinking about the whole s- soda kiln thing, I'm like, maybe I can save these thick, those thick shelves that you said were shit. Maybe I can save those for the can soda kiln. Can you just make the Olympic the soda kiln? Ah. <sighs> No, it's like functioning. I want to get like a piece of shit one that's like free. Yeah, but if anything, I can use the funds from the Olympic to fund buying all the shit that I need, like the fire brick and the other brick for the soda kiln. Not that I need it, but like I don't want to take a perfectly functioning kiln that somebody could use for their first kiln and it be working. To you mean a functioning kiln that the top kiln. is a whole cone different than the bottom? It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It'll be good for somebody's sure. first kiln. And I've got brand new elements for it. What am I... What, there is that. I'll just be throwing those away. <sighs> I will ridiculous. get it installed. Maybe you can no. help me install it. <laughs> no. I'm not helping. I'm not helping. I'm telling you that you have to do it by the time... I was willing to help the first time. The day we got it that's i was true. willing that's, to help that and is then very you were true like, no i'm not putting it down there and i was like what the true. fuck and that is very but true. i'm not willing to help again Mm-mm. i get it i get it but it has to be installed by the time i get there for coffee fest has yep. to be yes and if and if i have any issues i'm gonna troubleshoot and look up guides on hotkills.com Especially getting that lid off. I will yeah. use it for that. That's, Good point yeah. bringing that up. So The best kiln is a kiln that you don't have to take apart. <laughs> Unfortunately, my sliding doors my are not wide enough. So At some point, we're probably going to replace these doors. Can you take a doors, sliding door like completely out? I was looking. I don't think these will come out. Not safely, anyways. I don't know. How do they get them in? I think the whole unit is one thing, oh. and they, they put the whole thing in, and they seal it That's around wild. the exterior. Kind of like a set of windows. Like I mean, some windows you can, like, flop down, but... Yeah. Like, they, they put it in as one unit, so it's probably easier to get in there, but... I don't crazy, know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Um, have we said that neither of us got into... Kill- to ClayCon West this year? I don't know. 
Did we, we talk might. about it last Anyway, time? if you didn't hear, neither of us got into BlakeCon West. We're going to see if we can volunteer. I will already be... We are. I talked to I talked to Joe afterwards, and he said volunteering is fine. Oh, I got you and Becca down, taking care of registration. Just you know, we'll figure out what we're gonna have you do. But yeah, um, and I'm gonna be. Yeah, we'll be I'm there. gonna be in Utah already in January. So. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what you should do. They Kevin built. A soda converted kiln on the at the tilted kiln. You should try to fire in that if you can I could. while you're there. If they'll let you, or if they're gonna do one. Yeah. At the end of the workshop, I was like, Kevin, would you like? He said he was gonna talk to Joe and see if he could do like a workshop firing it with some yeah. students or something. So maybe they'll do that. But would you do it if I built one here? Would you fire in it? Yeah, I'd I feel fire like it would it. be fun. Yeah, I can picture like a fancy cup, because Tony had a bunch of underglaze yeah. detail on his stuff, like decal or not decals, but a lot of like underglaze application with like imagery and screens and stuff like that. Um, and he he was able to like shield it pretty well in shelves, so I could picture like a fancy cup shielded, and then the backside that's raw is just going to get so much soda vapor and the inside's lined. See, I was thinking that I could just, like, leave them raw and do the soda situation stuff, and then, um, and then do the glaze on top of it afterwards. Oh. Yeah. But you might not want to put the glaze on top of it afterwards. Do you mean, like, the clean lines, like the gradient stuff? And, like, the dots and stuff? Mm. Maybe. Maybe. That might work. And then you can pick and choose where you want it, depending on, like, where the effects were. Yeah. Yeah. There's many options. Yeah. That'd be fun. I don't know that you could get any jewelry in there. That would be a little small and probably risky. I don't know that that would work. But maybe that could work at some point. You could put them on bead rods. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to just be drenched in vapor oh, and just yeah. drip everywhere and if it's going to come out like solid or if they're, you know, if you had something flat, it would probably do okay. I wonder if you could like put them in a cup so it was like shielded partly. Like yeah. make a sagger sort of. But like an open sagger. So like a cup. <laughs> and- just so if they fall or if well, there's it's issues, like it's half, like shi- it's like half exposed, but half not, you know? And like put it at the top mm. or something. I don't know. Okay. You just kind of sacrifice yeah. the cup a little bit to get yeah. those. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. Last night or two nights ago. No, it was last night. It was last night. I put all of my studs on cards and it was awful. It was awful. Do not Why'd recommend. You to do that? Zero out of ten. Awful. I decided to do that because nobody like knows that I have studs, <laughs> so like they can't really tell that. Yeah, it shows. It shows, you mean? Or so I bought some bowls off of Amazon, and um, I just put them on cards so that I can just put them on the bowl so people can kind of like rummage through. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
so you're hoping it because they're in like cork or something now, right? So they have to like. Well, pick yeah, them and out they kind of the... like look at them. They don't get to feel them. They don't get to touch them or anything like that. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. Hmm. Oh, it's raining. Yeah. It kind of looked a little overcast out that window, yeah. but I couldn't tell. Okay, what else do you have from four years? Like, does it oh, seem yeah, like four years? We haven't even talked about that. It doesn't feel like four years. It does feel like four years as far as our conversation, like our topics is concerned. Like every time we start, we're like, what should we talk about today? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny how at the very beginning we had all of these topics like arranged and we had them like prepped and stuff. And now, and how, yeah, how I have worn off on you in that way. Where it's just like... Yeah. I mean, I think it's... I've got so much going on that this is something I can't spend too much time right. preparing for. I mean, it's it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. In a way, you have... Well, I've set an expectation for myself to consistently get an episode out every week. I don't know if you care about that as much, but I want to hit that, like, every Saturday no, an episode comes out. I, I agree. Don't miss I think a that's a goal that we both had, and that's a very consistent goal. And then the same, we also had the same goal of it not taking up too much of our lives, too. And I feel like right. we've accomplished that in the last four years. Like, we've only had two weeks where we re-released we re a previous episode. Maybe even one. It's just been one week. Re-released? Yeah, where we, we've like, released that? one that what had already mean? been released before. Um, yeah, we did that once. What? Are you talking about... Are you talking about the recap oh, episode I don't think thing? It was a recap. Like a hundred episode thing? I don't think we yeah, re-released we did. We an did episode. one. I don't remember. What was it? But we did. Mm. So, um, I don't think so, but yeah, like we're just getting. We've gotten really good at being like a couple weeks ahead, and uh, just gibbering and jabbering about things and i think that it's come to this point where we're just kind of like i think a lot of the uh hardcore listeners just kind of refer to us as the studio fam on sun saturdays you know which i'm totally fine with um <laughs> and yeah i think that's great what do you how yeah. Are you talk are you talking about motivation as a maker so. take two? Is that what you're talking about? No, not that one. Not ah, that one, no. I but we we did. We did do one. I remember I, I don't think so, but you'll have um, to find it and tell me. But yeah, I feel like was there any do you feel like there's anything that we have haven't done that you would have liked to have done? Uh, I think there's just people I'd like to talk to that we haven't yet. I mean, there's there's people in the background that have been looming that we haven't either reached out to or, <clears throat> like, I still have Florian on my list and he said he'd be open to it and I'm, I'm honestly nervous to ask him because I'm going to be on this, like, it's a, it's a big You know, he's thing, just a person. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm overthinking it. You know, I have a reminder on my phone actually from the from April. 
from April 28th. It says, contact Florian about podcast. And it's still on there as unchecked. <laughs> so I I had reminder on there that I need to just get up and do it. And he's got that book coming out. So I feel like we should have him on before he gets even crazier with yeah. his time with the book coming out. Um, so, like, that's a goal of mine. And, like, obviously I would like Joe of Old Forge. And we just, you know, it. but I also don't want it to become where all we do is interview people. But, I mean, I, I think we have a unique uh, way of talking to folks that we know we have a good rapport with and we can ask better questions or, like, more in-depth questions and follow-ups that maybe others can't because of our length of episodes as well as just we have a general... Um, level of understanding and knowledge about what they do so you know it's just people that we know people we're cool with and you know people that we feel like we could get more insight from than just a high level discussion about what they do why they do yeah. how they sell how they market themselves and and it hopefully brings value to the listeners right. in a good way and feels also like casual and informal like a conversation, it doesn't feel so, you know, following a list of questions. Right, it kind of, like, so. makes them uh, become human, you know? Like, it's like that Florian thing. Like, when we talk to Florian, you're going to be like, oh, wow, he was just, like, a guy. You know? And... Right. And I, I feel like the more we go, the more nervous I get about, like, yeah. what are we going to talk about? Some people, I feel less nervous about it because... I already have this, like, like I've talked to them before or whatnot, and I kind of know what to expect. But some people, if I haven't, but I have a general idea about them, but we haven't talked that much, then I'm like, ooh, is the conversation going to flow? Is there right. going to be, is it going to be natural or is it going to be awkward? But I, generally those fall away once you get 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes in. Even in the talk during in the car, like on the way back, I mean, we'd been Meg and Tony and I had been around each other for like three days at that point. We'd already driven there together, and I was, you know, thirty minutes in, I was like, "How's this gonna get?" You know, eighteen minutes in, we were like, "I'm like, how's this gonna get yeah. long enough to?" But it's just like you find little sparks and you ask follow up questions and then you dig in and you go further and then we hit two hours, like, you know, goes pretty. Yeah, quick, I definitely so. think that that's um, as far as value. Uh, well, you add a shit ton of value to this podcast, but that's one of your, uh, that's definitely one of your, like, benefit, like, skill benefits, sets uh, skill sets is you're really good at, like, moving the conversation along in interviews that I don't necessarily have that skill as much as you do. Uh, when... Like, I smell bullshit, or if I'm like, eh, I just give up. I'm just like, meh. Meh. If you smell bullshit, like, when like I, you like, don't... know that somebody's just, like, talking out of their ass, or if they're just kind of, like, saying words, I'm like, okay, well, we don't have to talk, too. But you're, like, you're a lot better at being like, so, tell me about this. 
and then it kind of like redirects. Mm-hmm. Not that we've had people on here that are right. like talking out of their ass. We don't really. We've had wonderful people on as 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 uh, guests, but yeah. um, in life. If I'm done with the conversation, I'm done with the conversation. You are a lot easier. Like, you you just right. uh, have a gift of just kind of, like, moving along the conversation. Right. I mean, I noticed, especially in groups, like, this weekend, I was more the chill, quiet one, didn't really... Like, I'm not going to lead a conversation with right. a group of ten people or eight people. I'm going to be very reluctant to say much. But I can talk with yeah. two or three people and and offer some insights or, like, ask follow-up questions and kind of like interview – kind of like this. Like, three of us is, right. like, a sweet spot for me. But if it's a group of too many people, you know, four or five people more, there's going to be people that are – I don't want to say louder, but, like, more vocal than yeah. I am. And I'm not just going to, like, throw opinions out there. And just, let, like, without room to, like, go back and forth yeah. and have a dialogue. I feel like you can't have that dialogue with a right. group of, like, six people. Agreed. Agreed. I so. also, um, yeah, I mean, like, you interview me almost all the time. Like, this podcast would be absolutely nothing without the both of us. Like, we both bring very different things to the table. And, uh... Like, I've, I've always described us as, like, I'm your Jar Jar Binks to, um, I'm the Jar Jar Binks to uh, Ryan's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, <laughs> and I still right, don't because know he that hasn't watched but... Star Wars because he's dumb. <laughs> but I feel like I could quote that reference because you've said, said it many times. Many so I'm trying times. to think of a, um, I'm trying to think of a movie reference that would work for you. Um, I'll think of one. But I'm basically the comedy relief to your, like, cool, collected, uh, even though I do add value, obviously I add value, but um, if you did it alone, right. it would be very factual, very, like, straightforward. If I did it alone, it would be five billion different things in <laughs> <laughs> And titling that episode would be, would interesting. be interesting. And, uh, yeah, he stopped asking me for title questions, like, title opinions a long time ago. Um, and, but together, we kind of, like, rein it in, and we do well. We're a very, obviously, we're a very good team. I mean, we haven't gotten mad at each other. Yeah, it's very balanced. In four years. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we'll we'll get into a little tiff over the discussion sometimes. I mean, you're still ribbing me a little bit about this fucking kiln, and I well, I get it. Well, it's lovingly, you know. It's it's more of I a know, I know. yeah, but I mean, like in the behind the scenes, you know, a lot of the times people are like, "Oh, we're great," and then they get divorced. You know, like we're not like that. Yeah, you're like you're like performing for the. The right, mic, and you don't know. We're not like that. We actually are great. Or <laughs> like, like <laughs> uh, we're very good at communicating. And if something is bothering either of us, usually I'm like, "What's going on? What can I do better?" Because <laughs> usually it's me. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, typically we keep it so low, yeah, low stress with the podcast, which is what we've been trying to do the longest time. I mean. 
if we had to to stress about making sure that every like we have to make sure to cover all of these topics and this is on our list and we've never covered it we have to cover it it's our responsibility some things i'm like some chemistry questions or some like studio like safety que- like there's enough podcasts out there that i'm i don't feel bad about referring people right. up for flux sake or you know rebecca or some like somebody else that talks about these topics that they're right. more skilled in like or we'll have an interview with somebody that is more skilled in that and we'll we'll be like okay like we're getting questions about this let's go find somebody that we might know that can talk yeah. to this um what was going to say oh something that i feel very proud of us collectively um is getting uh the brand deal with L&L i think that um yeah the sponsorship was like yeah, so Whew. we had been talking about getting a sponsorship for a long time, and as you can already imagine, I was like, Meh, and Ryan was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and, and I and think they, they reached, reached out, out to, to us, us And it was very easy. Because of an episode, we, we talked about firing, or uh, yeah, finding, finding a kiln, kiln I think. And finding your first kiln, or... Comparing kilns and stuff. Yeah. Kilns, kilns, kilns. I really I think. liked that episode. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so they reached out to us, and I just am really proud of us for, um, like doing that and like. Yeah, I mean, shit, we've never done before. We've never written no. up a contract for, for sponsorship and like given a bunch of details about what are our numbers so that we can sell ourselves as like what yeah, value we offer. Yeah, and shout out offer. to Rebecca from Maker's Playbook for really helping us out in a time that we needed her for Yeah, she has like a four or five pager and we trimmed our we have like a one pager Um, and she kind of like put she was like, no, you guys are worth it you know, and um, yeah it just just felt really good to uh, yeah, to just like I don't know. We're like legit. I don't know. It's like yeah. a good progression. It's a good, uh, it's like a step up. And then you kind of like, you might not know all of what you're doing, but you kind of figure it out and make it better yeah. and improve over time. And it's just, you just kind of step up to the plate yeah. because you have to. And maybe one day we'll make enough from this to like actually give us money. <laughs> yeah we do I mean, we get a little bit of money in our we do own get pockets, a little but... bit of money but it would be not you know i mean like maybe one day it would be nice to uh like pay my car bill with with the wheel talk <laughs> podcast money or like like i foresee down the road we could host a workshop like in person yeah. with us as ourselves talking about something and maybe it's not just i would love if we could, because uh, I I feel like in a sense, and maybe this is just my perspective that I'm I'm looked at for my knowledge and skill set mm-hmm. in business sense from the podcast and maybe just from what I share on Instagram from peers versus my skill set in th- in throwing and production and things like that. So I would love to to show some of my production skill set while considering the business stuff too so that i don't know i feel like i kind of like you fall into this thing of you're known for one thing 
of what you make yeah. and that's all you can make. And I would love to be able to like do a workshop where I'm wanting for my knowledge as well right, as like, the like skill set that, that I have. Yeah, because I mean making. your your but, skill set in production is wild. I do think, however, that people see that. I like they know how prolific you are and they see it because every time I say something about you to like some other potter they're like how does he throw so much and like <laughs> you know and so it's like yeah. always in conversation but mm -hmm. um but yeah you're right it's you get known for certain things yeah which is fine I mean it's better to be known for something than I guess you know in it i don't know maybe 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 that's not a good thing but but i guess it's better to be like in this space it's probably better to to be known that you can provide some value mm -hmm. um and then also like i don't feel bad about making pots that are for the masses that are you know quote unquote like basic bitch pots or like production level pots and then having some insight you know some interest in doing other things on the side like this, this soda stuff. Like I don't know if I'd be able to do that if I was doing this. Full like, would I have time right. and space to do this if I was doing this full right. time? I mean, it's been an interest of mine for a long time, but it gives me, like, I can walk away from the studio for a few days and it's not a big deal. Right. But also, it might be a position for me to like have my work known in a wider range of like what I make. Right. And it's also like interesting to me. So, so it's kind of like dipping my toes in different things and it's, it gives me more options. I think maybe it's more options that confuse me, but at least it's interesting. Well, I to think me that, still. you know, we so. talked about like a while ago, we talked about you kind of like branching out in form and, uh, taking a little bit more risks in your like decorations. And maybe instead of that, maybe, maybe like obviously that's not like what really fuels you you know maybe a different firing types are what fuels you like maybe that's the mm -hmm. and that's a variable that i can't really right. predict or i'll try to predict and right and maybe that's that's a future for you route. that is more appealing than um you know like maybe that can elevate your pots just even a little bit more yeah right I even got a little a little thought when I was in the studio watching Nathan Paul's working because um, he was he was taking a simple form and he, he did some some horizontal texture mm -hmm. around the piece. He, it looked like he took like a scoring tool and just put a bunch of lines on the outside. And I was like and he started doing it, like putting a face on top of it. And I was like, what if I did that with my simple pots and use mm -hmm. that as the background? Because normally my underglaze ones and my carved ones are always really flat, clean pots. I'm like, what if I put some texture on them as the background, and then I carve them? Maybe I do the slip with it, maybe I don't. Probably no slip. And then I'm like, I've got more layers. I've got the carving, I've got the texture on the background, and then I've got the glaze. So, like, maybe that's another option I could play with. So I made a sample when I was there, but I'm like, maybe I can this play around with that. This is why you should that. go to workshops, because they... It's not about the workshop it's about you being able to expand your mind and just play around with things it's not about learning as much mm -hmm. it is as it is about your like time yeah getting out of the routine as well like i'm very routine focused i, I mean i was talking with 
you know, some of the other people, and I'm, like, it's very obvious, like, I was talking with Meg and Tony, and, and they're like, you know, how do you do all this stuff, and, and you know, what, it, you know, how much time are you in the studio, and I'm just like, so routine focused, like, make sure I have my tea every morning, I make sure I get my push-ups in before I go to bed, I, you know, have these shows on my schedule, I gotta do it, you know, I, I don't know, I'm just very, like, routine, discipline, like, the consistency of the podcast, yeah. I, it's just a thread throughout yeah. all of it. And if I don't keep that consistency, I don't necessarily feel bad for it, but I can feel a little bit like, ooh, I should have done that. Like, what effort was needed to do that that yeah. I decided to just say no. So. So, what do you think, what do you think, well, like, what's a goal? Or, like, not like a goal goal, but maybe a soft goal for the next couple of years in the podcast for you? Does this last forever? Like what? <laughs> I would love, I would love to, I would love to be on the road a little bit and actually talk to people okay. at their spaces. Or if we could like do, like a road show yeah. sort of thing would be kind of cool. Like go to go to different ceramic studios. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Um, and talk with. See, I don't know. I don't know where people are that are listening that that's the one thing that's a little tougher of um <laughs> lloyd <laughs> just a big white blur it's it's tough to know where people are because they can listen all over the country or the world or whatever and i feel like if we did you know some workshop whatever at a studio you know you're narrowing the scope of that audience that are located to that physical space so or would people travel to see us and right. hear from us? You know, I don't I don't know. And then is that like exclusive and they can't really hear the audio from that? Cuz generally anytime we've talked as a podcast unit, it's always recorded. Right. And it's shared. So you know, is there is there room for like ex- exclusive content and if we did, what would we even talk about that's exclusive? Um, I feel like exclusive content is so opposite of our brand. Yeah. I don't know. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? I I kind of already mentioned it, but I'd like it to get to a point where, I mean, maybe I put a little bit more work into it to make it a little bit more full-time. And, um, make it a money, like, something that can actually earn us money. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know what that looks like, but. I I mean, that, I mean, that could happen. Like, we're already sort of doing this a little bit at a time with who we talk to. Like, I can talk to somebody by myself. You can talk to somebody by yourself. We don't always have to be in a room together and talk to somebody. So, in a sense, like, when you're traveling, like, you could talk to Julianne for whatever. You could talk to right. Heidi for whatever and make it focused and it'd be, like, an hour. And I mean, do you think it would be out of the question if we had something like that where we all, we recorded and maybe we released more than once a week or, every, you know, every three weeks where we released four times in three weeks yeah, like or something, something like that? So where, it's, and I mean, not necessarily, like, who we're talking to, but, like, maybe some more, like, brand deals and... 
some more like figure out how to make it like maybe we come up with some sort of passive workshop that we're making money off of you know the you know kind of like paul blaze mm-hmm. has like a business community going on with his and um something like that it would be fun to uh kind of see how that goes especially since i'm more trap like i'm traveling a little bit more and kind of know my trajectory mm-hmm. a little bit more now um what if what if it was something like a workshop that you and i did where it was just open forum like every other month or something it was like a standing like thing and people workshop? could pay for it to join Ah. yeah like an online workshop they we're gonna be there and they can ask us questions i don't know if we have a topic yeah. a topic decided on but that would be something that is it's kind of ad-libbed it's not it's not on a specific topic or maybe it is on a specific topic but if it's a specific topic it could be something we just talk about and they could just listen but i feel like we need to have something that we engage with them and a reason that they need to right. be there at that time yeah I don't know. And location. I don't know. But I think that that's kind of what I'd like to see in the future. I also, like, I haven't really thought about this. I don't know if you've thought about this, but, like, how long are we going to be doing this podcast? Like, you know, I mean, like, I'm in it for the, I'm in it to win it. And I know you are as well. But um, it's like, when does it end? You know, I don't know. Maybe in ten years, maybe in. I don't know. I don't want to think about when it. Yeah, ends, I don't but... either. But it's just wild to me. And also, like, <laughs> I think about. God, I think about the things that we've done, with this platform that, uh, I'm like really proud of, and one of them being Pot Swap. But also one that I regret, yeah. <laughs> being Pot Swap. <laughs> being Pot Swap. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um. Just, like, the, I don't know, I'm just really proud of us and the, like, our our mark on community, you know? The community that we've, yeah. we've built. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to obviously build the community more. And I I feel like at some point there has there's going to have to be some sort of a, a switch where one of us will have to work a little bit harder, you know? to grow it a little bit more and I feel like it'll probably be me because you're um you got a lot going on and I have nothing um <laughs> but which is fine yeah I'm like ready I'm not ready right now but I'm ready and we can yeah and we can figure out and obviously it's like you put the work in so that the money that is going to be coming that way of like who yeah. we sponsor with or or if if those I'm I mean, there's there's ways to do that where we reach out to a company and they sponsor the yeah. workshop that we do. Maybe they help sponsor it, but people pay for... I was talking with somebody else about this. Like, maybe a typical seat, if you needed everything that you needed to make that workshop worth your while, you pay people would pay you $60, an hour, $60 for an hour and 15 minute, hour and 30 minute workshop. But if a company sponsored it, you can offer the workshop right. for $30. Because half of the cost is in right. your pocket from the sponsor. And you just have to talk about their product and say, this this workshop is sponsored by right. XYZ. And then it allows you to get more money in your pocket. And maybe it allows you to get more people in 
that wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, uh, I think making it accessible to people is really important. You know, obviously, we want to be as inclusive as possible. Um, I think it would be fun. This is just like throwing something out, but it'd be fun to do some sort of a scholarship type thing. Eventually. Like, we're Ooh, both yeah. very giving people, and I think that it would be really great to do something uh, where somebody gets some awesome stuff or money just for existing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may be who can't afford it or is uh, in a tough place, so. Um, right. I yeah. like that idea. You know, I, th- I think there's a lot of possibility. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. I think it's right. funny and great that it's our four years anniversary, and I feel like uh, both of us took a very long time to start selling our pieces, our work, like, consistently. And I feel like the podcast is exactly like that, where it's like, eh, four years, maybe, uh, maybe we'll actually do something. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's kind of like, ma- yeah, right now it's kind of yeah. maintaining with the sponsorship. It's maintaining and then it's it's getting a little bit of money, but it's not, um, it's, I mean, yeah, if we, if we were making more, more on it longer term, like it would also give me another, that's another right. piece of my income that I could feel more confident about yeah. when, you know, exactly. going full time. Yeah. And, and yeah. And I think the slow growth that we've done is perfect. Uh, it's perfect for us, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm overall 10 yeah, out of 10 happy. Steady. Overall. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's something we completely done, like, ourselves. Obviously, with the help of people asking yeah. questions, people willing to interview, like, be interviewed by us, spending time to, like, you know, set aside time for us to come visit yeah. and talk with you if, you know, we interviewed you in person and stuff. Like, you know, they could obviously be doing other things and spending time to make their businesses better and all that stuff. And, you know, they get some marketing out of it, but it's more just, like, yeah. getting to know them as a human. So, Yeah, I... And I also, I think that both of us feel this way, but I'm not going to speak for you. I feel that the consistency of this podcast has been extremely good in my life, just generally. Um, You haven't had a lot of changes in life, but I have, and this has always been there. And it's always been like, Wednesday night, we're talking. And that's something that is really good for me. (laughs) So, and it's grown our friendship, obviously. Um it, yeah, yep. we're not getting a divorce. No. No. I think I think in a sense for me it's probably I don't really have a I don't really have a like I was talking about the talking in groups thing. It's not something that I would typically be one to to lead conversation or volunteer information without yeah. being prompted first. So this has been a way for me to kind of get out of my shell a little bit out of comfort zone comfort zone a little bit because you and i are just talking it's just a conversation with us and it gets shared with other people i mean i am conscious that other people are going to hear it but it lets me vocalize my thoughts in a way that is like 
you're there to like call bullshit if it's bullshit or like ask follow-up questions or like like vocalize something that i'm not seeing or that i'm overthinking or whatever and i don't i'm not typically going to do that in a group or in one-on-one conversations because i I guess i'm more guarded or i'm more like i want to be prompted before i talk about something i don't want to just be leading a a topic you have a hard yeah (laughs) so yeah and then when I'm around somebody that I'm comfortable with, like even I even noticed it when I was, um, I mean, I guess you just notice when you've been around people longer, but like the drive to the conference, the uh, to the workshop and then the drive back from the conf- workshop, like the discussion, you know, you're, you're kind of in like, and Tony and Megan knew each other pretty well, but like, you know, what you talk about, what you prom- prompted conversations and like back and forth and asking like it's it's different on the way back mm-hmm. than it was the way there and it was like me getting a little more comfortable and talking about family and relationships and stuff like that that's definitely different like the more you get to know people yeah. the more open you are for sure so 100 percent. so yeah that's that's been probably the most like noticeable thing for me i feel like we should end pretty soon but i think that we should end with one of our favorite memories over the last four years during a recording. Oh. I know I sprung that on you. Oh, that was a spring. <laughs> I mean, I still like the the one with Josh talking about Jesus <laughs> making the ponds or something. The same thing. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh really because <laughs> when we were talking to josh and i was like what are we talking we were talking about bentonite yeah and whether it because it, it was like hard painting and you were talking about whether the hard painting was good and that's why they used it to to line ponds yeah and with, i was like so wait they- are these jesus ponds or are they like regular ponds <laughs> because i didn't know if they were like natural ponds <laughs> or if they were like man-made ponds <laughs> Yeah. So I called them Jesus Ponds. Yeah, that was... That was from episode... That was early. 43. 43. 43. Talking Glaze, June 20, 2020. Wow. Yeah, that was funny. I also will always remember the the kerfuffle we had when with the kilns. Oh, Kiln God. venting, yes. That, that was yeah. right around the same time, we were, actually. We I were think. spicy back then. I feel like it was called should you? oh 37 yes. <laughs> number 37 uh kiln venting becca explains what not to do yeah and i guess we can't forget our most memorable review from jw17 jw17 do you remember what it is um i love the discussions talked about oh wait I... shit it's on our website. Something in the discussions talked about, however, I often question advice given by Becca and her manners need a bit refined. Yep, that's basically yeah. what it said. J dub 17. We'll go down in history. Yep. Good old J dub. J dub. 
All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to another episode. Uh, we'll put all the dates and everything if you want to come see Becca or myself or do some workshops. I'm guessing all those workshops are all yeah. in person that you're doing, right? Yeah. In person only. And okay. the throwing workshop uh, is you have to know how to center. I am not fucking teaching somebody that doesn't know how to center how to pull a wall better because then you don't know how to pull a wall. So you got to at least know how to center to be in the throwing <laughs> workshop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll be up at Machina Pottery mm-hmm. Tour. You'll be there. And we'll be at the coffee festival. So, yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Should be good. Cool. All right. Thanks for four years, Becca. Thanks for four years. Wow, wow, wow. Here's to to four more. Here's to 20 more. (laughs) 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 Bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right. Hi, everybody. So we just ended our discussion about four years of wheel talk, and I don't know how long we went for that. Maybe two hours, but you're gonna hear a little bit more, a little extra, a little bonus, bonus content here. Yeah, it's actually like two weeks later, but we um, asked for our four-year anniversary thingy for some people. I don't even know what you asked. You should probably say. I, I basically asked them to say, you know, I recently listened to the Mud Peddlers where Lindsay and Dante were celebrating their three years. And they got some, like, listeners to send them audio and video messages saying, like, what they've, you know, what they've enjoyed about the podcast or what they're looking forward to and stuff like that. So I was like, hey, that's a good idea. And they played it on the episode. And, like, reacted to it live. And I was like, that's a good idea. I really like that. So we did the same. Asked for some uh, audio, video. Basically, it was like, what have you gotten value out of? What were your favorite moments or funniest moments or whatever? And then, you know, let us know what you uh, what you get, get the most out of the listening. So um, I'm glad we had a little extra time because we got a couple extra people to submit stuff. Now that we've taken a little bit longer to record, because tomorrow's actually our anniversary, or maybe it's today, tomorrow. Uh, twenty third. That is twenty second. I don't know. Is it, is it, I don't know. But yeah, so we got four different folks that submitted things. Thank you so much, and we'll call you out and let you know who these who these people are. And uh, some of them are probably going to be familiar. At least two of them are going to be familiar. Yep. And then, yeah. So thank y'all for sending them, and then we'll we'll see how this goes with the recording, and see hopefully y'all can hear everything and hear what they had to say. All right, you ready for the first one? I'm ready. All right, so the first one is from Tori Solace from Blue Nose Trading. Tori does a lot of sharing of our stories. Uh, she shares a lot of stories like the day that they come out. I know she listens pretty religiously like when each episode comes out so maybe it's her Saturday routine. But um, so she's from Blue Nose Trading and I think she has a YouTube channel and does a lot of sharing of this kind of stuff. So let's hear what Tori said. Hey Ryan and Becca, it's Tori from Blue Nose Trading and I love an opportunity to tell you guys why your podcast is awesome. 
My favorite thing about the Wheel Talk podcast is hearing about all the different experiences and situations that different artists in different places have in their process and their work and their lives. The greatest thing that I've learned from this podcast is that there are so many different paths to success in selling your work. It's inspired me to forge a path that works for me, and I appreciate how authentic this podcast always is. I love listening to you guys talk about just whatever. It's easy listening and great radio for my studio. Congrats on four years, and thank you so much for everything you guys do to produce this. Woohoo! That was so good. And also, Tori, you have a great speaking voice. I feel like you need to host like an NPR podcast. Yeah, that was very good. She, um, I believe she left one for Lindsay and Dante to it. And it was like perfect as well. It was like, I think Lindsay was like, yes, her, your voice is like, your voice is great audio, you know? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so she, she had the same I mean, comment. You used foraging in 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 a regular sentence which i i feel like was really respectable <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah so it sounds like she yeah she listens in the studio it sounds like so that's awesome Artist this is so fun and weird and also makes me want to have people send in recordings of questions I know i was like playing around with that idea back in the day and i was like are people going to be you know, are they going to remember to do it? How do they do it easily where it doesn't get lost or they feel like self-conscious? Some people are self-conscious of hearing their voice. So, like, that's a factor. And then feeling like you can summarize it in a clean way that you don't have to, like, record yourself multiple times and send it, um, you know. And then if you did it through Instagram, would we lose the audio? Sometimes you can lose audio sometimes. And it's, it's not save or whatever so it's like ah, i don't know but awesome all right thanks Tori. awesome <clears throat> thanks tori all right next one comes from cindy at green cabin pottery we know cindy we know cindy we just talked to cindy back on episode do you know the episode you probably don't know the episode no it was number 205, the live Q&A with Cindy from Green Cabin Pottery. Nice. So, yeah, Cindy always sends us a bunch of questions. Uh, we chatted with her on that episode about her art show setup and, like, items mm-hmm. to take and inventory to take. So, all right, let's see what she said. Hey, Ryan and Becca, it's Cindy here. You guys are the GOAT podcast for pottery nerds. (laughs) My pottery journey started in 2017 and has blown up. What I've enjoyed is learning from and with you along the way. I started listening to your podcasts while on a road trip to Southern Ontario to pick up more pottery supplies about two years ago. I love the banter and the pregame warm-up as you review your week. Ryan, you are the yin to Becca's yang. As podcast hosts, you gel really well, and it makes for some very interesting conversations, of which I feel like a fly on the studio wall. I usually wait until Sunday morning while in my workshop to listen to Saturday's latest podcast release. I appreciate the company, since potters are few and far between here in my northern Ontario location. I've learned so much about the business aspect of pottery, markets, wholesale, custom orders from your discussions. There's also so much about studio work, throwing, kilns, 
Podcast.com. Blazes, <laughs> you guys rock. Your honesty and comprehensive responses have helped me immensely to improve my business and my productivity. Keep it up. There's a gem in every podcast. Thanks for the four years, and may there be many more. Live long and prosper. See ya. Cindy, my fellow Trekkie. <laughs> that was great. Her pacing was like perfect there. It was so like. I know. She was well rehearsed as well, man. Oof. Um. Oh, I was gonna say that Cindy last week she text messaged me and she was like, "I'm in Monroe," and I was like, "Wow." She messaged and then, me too. She was. She said something about hearing Charles. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I think I hear Charles. And um, and then two days later, she was in Fort Benton, Montana, which is where my mom grew up. Oh, really? Which, like a town of 1,200 people. It's like nothing. Wow. So, Did she tell you that? And she knew that that was already like a link with you? No, she- I saw it in her stories. Oh. Did you let her know that that's where your mom grew up? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was just crazy. Anyway, thank you so much, Cindy. That was yeah. very cute. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. All right. Next one is Ashley from Bulldover Ceramics, which you all, I don't, uh, you would have heard the episode by now. Uh, I, I would have hoped you all know who she is because we talk about her all the time. Yes. So that was episode 212, 212 uh, live Q&A with Ashley from Bulldover Ceramics. She helps us out with the Instagram account along with Lindy Garner from Lindy Garner Ceramics. And, uh, yeah. So, let's hear what Ashley had to say. Hi, Becca and Ryan. This is Ashley with Bulldover Ceramics. Uh, I've been listening to Wheel Talk ever since you guys first started with it, and I absolutely love listening to it. It's definitely a great way for me to have a uh, community in my studio, especially being a home studio and not really having much of a community in my location, especially when I was very rural Colorado. Uh, some of my favorite episodes so far have been ones with like Link from Kentucky Mudworks and Deanna about show applications because I know it's things that I can help bring into the practice of my business as well. When you guys uh, put out a call to help with the Instagram, I was more than willing to step on that because I felt that it also helped uh, bring me closer to my pottery community. And I've been loving being able to help you guys out with this endeavor. And the four years listening to you guys has been absolutely amazing. And I can't wait for another four. Awesome. Yay. And we love you so much. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. The, yeah, it's the been awesome. I've been actually in person a few times. Or one time, two times, one time. I don't know. Uh, but I don't remember if... I don't think I've... I might have met her once. Or maybe I haven't met her. But I just remember... Maybe it was from photos with you. I realized, like, how tall she is. That's something I didn't mm-hmm. really... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. I feel like I, we've known Ashley so long that I feel like we've met her. You know? That's where I'm like, ooh, I feel bad if I did and don't remember what the scenario was. But, (laughs) regardless, I'm like, I feel like, yeah, you feel like you know somebody so well because you, even though you talk through, like, social media mostly, it's, you know. Yeah. And the 
the link episode she's talking about that was episode 95 and I, that was so long ago we need to have link back on and talk with her again yeah. uh, that was in june of 2021 and then the deanna one was more recently that was uh, 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 208 optimizing mm-hmm. your show application so that was uh deanna when glazed and confused creations from when we were in berea back in july so yeah. Yeah. All right. We have one more. One more. It is Jill from Lilikoi Project. So let's see what Jill had to say. This is a video, so you're going to miss the video, but you'll hear the audio part back in so. Okay. Okay. Hey, Becca. Hey, Ryan. Happy anniversary. My name is Jill. I'm a Chicagoland based artist. My business is called Lilikoi Project. Um, I'm actually just getting started with building my own at-home pottery studio, and Wheel Talk has been such an incredibly helpful resource to me. Um, as I learn about different equipment that I need, how to operate my LNL kiln, different things to look out for my glaze firing, um, vitrification. <laughs> there are so many things that I'm still learning so much about, and your podcast has really been so empowering and so helpful. Um, One episode I really loved recently was around the topic of in-person markets. So I'm actually preparing for my very first in-person market in a few weeks. And I loved how you chatted through like what to bring, how much inventory, how to pack stuff, (laughs) how to set up your booth. These are all things that I am just trying to understand and get a sense of. And um, I'm really grateful that you were willing to share your expertise on that. Um, I really love all the different guests that you have on as well. There's some really incredible artists out there that you speak to, and you all have so much grace for newer backers and helping people. So thank you so much for all that you do, and I look forward to continuing to listen to Wheel Talk. Awesome. Is she just like a cute human? Because she sounds like a cute human. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're all- um i was gonna say that like well first off thank you so much that was i i love that here here's jill if you can see her oh god that's pretty much exactly how i pictured her (laughs) um uh anyway i was thinking about like how i kind of wish that i had had a podcast like this when I was just starting out because of like how many things I did wrong and how many things I did that were potentially like dangerous to myself because I just didn't know. And yeah, yeah. I feel like the, I feel like something is as commonplace that we talk about, like selling at art shows is so, it feels like we've beaten that drum so much that mm-hmm. there's still people that are coming in for one they're new to the podcast so they might not have heard us talk about those topics before and like Mm -hmm. how likely are they going to dig back into the archives like two and a half years ago to some episode about art shows um and then two like they're just getting started with selling at art shows besides just like finding the podcast so you know some people maybe they're just online only and they've been finding a groove but they want to try the art shows and it gives them more more tools to like understand what they're getting themselves into and yeah hearing from different people what they sell 
I mean, yeah. Also, one more thing I feel the need to, like, kind of cap this out with is that, like, I, f- I feel like a lot, of, a lot of podcasts, like, don't record every single week. And um, one thing that I feel really proud about is, like, when we say we've been doing it for four years, we've been doing it every single week for four years. And, like... For two hours every week for four years. At least two hours. Like, like, 200 and... I think we're on 217, episode 217. And that's fucking wild. That's 434 hours. If it's two hours at a time. It probably averages out to about that. Yeah. That's just absolutely insane to me. That's a lot. Yeah. And I really I'm I'm happy Jill was uh submitted that as a newer newer listener cuz I was expecting that we were going to get a lot of like the MVP, you know, the, the MBL yeah. most valuable listeners, the folks that like have been with us the longest, but it's nice to hear yeah. somebody newer as well that is finding value in it even though we feel like at least sometimes I feel like the content can be a little bit of a lull on some episodes that are more recent because I feel like we've covered so much in the past that. Yeah. But there's still, I guess, gems or things that we can share that are still valuable on a regular basis, even though it's, you know, to me, it seems like it's harder to come by with intention. Yeah. Um, but that's where I think like talking to others, how they run their businesses and interview, we can, we can kind of, dig into some of those questions that maybe others might not ask. And I think having that rapport with people gives us the confidence and the comfortability for them to be able to share that. And willing to share those, those insights that are really valuable for people wherever they're at, whether they're brand new or they're more experienced. Like I do think it's, it's nice to be able to have, have insights from more experienced people that, you know, any level of skills could get value out of yeah. some of the episodes versus just you have to be brand new to to feel like it's worth your time. Yeah, for sure. Wow, wow, wow. Four years. Those are great. My life is definitely better because of it. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I agree. 100%. Well... I guess that's it. I feel like Cindy even threw a little, uh, or she, th- no, Jill threw a little L and L in there, didn't she? I yeah, think, both of them did. Jill said the L and L, and Cindy, yeah, hot count. Cindy did my little tag, hot count, yeah. com. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Whew. So I don't know where we're going in the next four years, but. We'll we'll see how it evolves and shifts and uh, you know we'll see we'll see yeah but for sure we'll have an episode next week so yep <laughs> <laughs> we've already got a few in the bank yep <laughs> all right all right anything else nope nope thanks everybody for sending those uh. 
yeah i i like this kind of i like this shifting and adjusting and just trying things out like the the live q a's have been fun to to get more engagement and then you've got you know this where you can hear people's voices it feels more connected and then i don't know if you get this when you travel but like seeing people in person like i'm getting way more in-depth like back and forth with people yeah um because of the podcast and then it makes me want to like do more of that um socially with like workshops or something like that where we can talk to people more yeah in like an in-person setting I, i feel like it's you know you and i have this back and forth and people can hear it but having that ability to talk with listeners that have their own their own situations and contextual like uh questions i think is is something that i'd like to continue to do so for sure for sure yeah i hope the i hope the soda kiln build thing is like one of those things that we can like i I would love to have people come here and experiment with me while i'm trying to figure the soda stuff out and like i think that'd be awesome so maybe that's an opportunity we can do something like that i'm excited all right this will be the official end of the episode so official listening this far and uh yeah we'll catch you next time thanks for listening bye bye Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wheel Talk. This podcast is made possible through the contributions of all of our listeners who always ask us great questions, leave us reviews, and contact with us through social media. Thanks to all the fellow makers as well who take time to be interviewed and share about their lives and businesses. And thank you to Ashley from Boldover Ceramics and Lindy from Lindy Garner Ceramics for their assistance on the Wheel Talk podcast Instagram. You are invaluable. Thank you to everybody.